Thank you for tuning in to the Natty News Daily Podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by our sponsor, Core Nutritionals. You can check out corenutritionals.com for all your supplement needs and use code NattyNewsDaily at checkout to save 20%. Enjoy the episode. What's going on, people? Welcome to another episode of Natty News Daily. We've got special guest on, Mr. Aaron Orton, WMBF Pro, show promoter. Been around the block for a little while. How are you, my man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. Your arm looks really Good. juicy from this angle. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> no, the one behind. Yeah, that, that other arm there. Jeez. Um, for those that uh, maybe don't know who you are, man, give a brief little introduction and rundown of how long you've been around this whole bodybuilding thing. Yeah, so I've been doing natural bodybuilding for about 18 years. Uh, I got out of the Marine Corps and uh, pursued it as soon as I um, wanted to, you know, focus on something and direction and, you know, went to college uh, for exercise and movement sciences. And, you know, after studying nutrition and exercise, I wanted to see what was possible, you know, drug-free um, to compete with. And uh, as soon as I did my first show in 2008, shortly after getting out, I was hooked and uh, been competing since. So it's been about 18 years of natural bodybuilding and helping others and uh, really trying to continue to learn. Yeah. What, how, have you always been with the WMBF or have you dabbled elsewhere or what's your kind of history with federations and stuff? Yeah. So when I started, there wasn't really any, especially in Oregon where I'm from, uh, there wasn't really any options besides the NPC. So uh, the first show I did that I found kind of on the gym wall for a poster was an NPC natural show, um, which is essentially a two-year drug-tested show. And that was about two hours away. So I decided to make the commute and compete with that. And mm -hmm. I had a great time. They have a great promoter, a lot of great Northwest promoters, regardless federation up here. And um, I was hooked after that show. And I think I competed with the NPC for about six years because that was the only thing I knew existed. Yeah. Uh, it was 2014 that I um, found out there was another Fed uh, that did drug testing. And that was, at the time, the um, NANBF IFPA. And that was in Seattle. Uh, I competed with them in 2014, did rather well, narrowly narrowly missing my pro card. Um, and then, you know, long story short, the guy that beat me popped on the urinalysis. And uh, okay. so it, it was, yeah, it was a no shit moment. <laughs> and uh, so I took some kind of soul search and be like, man, like which shows are actually, you know, drug free. Uh, the promoters reached out to me, uh, Kevin and Linda James, and they told me they were going to be switching to the INBF and WNBF. Uh, they felt like the testing standards were greater. They wanted to avoid that situation ever occurring again. Mm -hmm. And uh, he did two years later uh, and won my pro card in 2016. Um, and I've essentially competed, you know, in natural feds since. Yeah, right on. I was looking at your profile just to kind of go through some stuff. Have you ever dabbled in powerlifting or anything like that? Because I saw some pretty heavy deadlifts and stuff. So did, did you go um, anywhere elsewhere or has it always been bodybuilding? Uh, there was a phase after I won my pro card where I uh, hired a powerlifting coach and decided okay. to uh, go into that style of lifting for a little bit just to see a lot of my favorite physiques were very strong physiques and uh that could benefit myself um and i learned the pros and cons of such and the balancing act and I, I have some love for it i have clients that power lift uh we host our own powerlifting um competition here at the gym and then we also host uh you know bodybuilding shows so i yeah. try to help out you know, anyone who's interested in those things and i like to walk the walk before i preach anything so i yeah. wanted to so. okay cool cool so now how long have you been running the shows 
Uh, I put on my first show in 2019 uh, here in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, that was the INBF Cecil Phillips Classic, which was uh, named after a gentleman who had passed away the year before, who was actually my first coach, essentially. He was uh, oh. 80 years old at the time. He was the first personal trainer, gym rat, bodybuilder uh, in this area. And he was uh, 1958 Mr. Oregon. Um, his training partner was Bill Pearl uh, way back in the day. And... Uh, so his name is Cecil Phillips, and when he passed away, I couldn't think of a better name to uh, put on a show than, than his own. Um, the uh, promoters I spoke about before, Kevin and Linda James, were the big push for me to put on a show down here since I was essentially bringing 10 to 20 athletes up to Seattle every year to compete naturally uh, yeah. since I started. So, and they're like, hey, why don't we try an organ show? There's no drug-tested organ shows. Um, why don't we give it a try? So uh, we've been putting it on every year since. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Let's go to this year's event. You've yes. got some cool people coming in. Talk to us about uh, plans for the show, who's showing up, all that good stuff. All right. So uh, last year, uh, Kevin and Linda, they put on their last, uh, their 18th annual uh, Washington State Natural, and they have retired. And since then, they moved to Iowa. Uh, they informed me that because of the retirement, they wanted to know if I wanted to continue the legacy of their show, uh, the Washington State Natural. And while it's a bit of a commute for me to do so, I said, you know what? I'd rather put the show on or at least try uh, to live up to your guys' honor and name uh, than to let it just go to uh, the wayside. So um, yeah. over this last year, uh, we've been promoting the heck out of it. We kind of rebranded it in a way to modernize it. Uh, a lot of what they did, you know, was like, they started in 2005, and um, they kind of rinsed and repeated what worked at that time, but it's different, different era these days, if you will. So uh, updated the registration form, updated the image, likeness. We um, have been broadcasting with all those athletes that I know from the Washington area uh, since, and um, because this show is a pro-am, and because it is only five weeks prior to WNBF Worlds, which is also in Seattle, uh, we have a lot of people going to this show as a pro qualifier for either the amateur or the professional ranks yeah. for worlds. And that makes it to where it's a kind of a prelim, if you will, before the big game. And this show, you know, habitually has 80 to 120 athletes. Anyway, um, our goal is to try and boost that up each year uh, along with the attendees, the sponsors, uh, the accolades. Um, I'm a big fan of putting on a, you know, a show that is extremely entertaining. Uh, that's my goal. Every time we put on a show down here is that, bring the United States Marine Corps in to march the colors out to have a live national anthem. We throw a lot of free gear out into the audience and I want to make sure that's pretty uniform between my events. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. That actually works out really well for you this year with where worlds is. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, really fortunate uh, that we'll be kind of having all these events in the Northwest. I think there's 11 or 12 natural bodybuilding shows this year in the Northwest. And uh, mm -hmm. it's a, ending point with WNBF Worlds. Uh, and it's sparked a lot of interest, not only nationally, but internationally. Uh, the Washington State Natural being in Seattle is a big international hub and uh, it's really easy to get to for most countries. So we've had athletes from China and uh, uh, Southeast Asia. Uh, we've had athletes from Australia. We've had athletes from um, Europe come in and compete at this event many times in the years past. And this one will be no different. Sweet, sweet. Now, you mentioned uh, before we come on, some 3DMJ boys coming to have some fun. 
Yeah, so we have um, Jeff Alberts, who has shown some interest in coming up. He, uh, gosh, he's competed at the show before many years ago. Uh, good friends with the promoters and the Northwest scene. Uh, we all have, gosh, all the respect and love in the world. And with my understanding, this will be his final year, his 30th year of natural bodybuilding. And he'd three, like to. Uh, three decades. Yeah. That's insane. That's so impressive. Yeah. And that's a testament to national bodybuilding and, you know, how amazing the athletes are in the sport. Um, so he was looking to also do um, the Washington State National as a prelim to the Worlds. And then because of such, um, I believe he sparked interest for um, uh, Eric Helms to do the same. Uh, and so Eric, since he has not won his WNBF Pro Card, but we all know he's knocking on the door to do so. We are, you know, both a pro app. So if he has his pro card prior, uh, he'll be doing some shows prior. Uh, he could compete as a pro, or he will compete as an amateur going for his pro card. Now, I was at um, a WNBF Canada event last year. Can is the pros before or after? And if it's after, can the amateur winners jump in? Yes. Yeah, so. I try to prioritize our pros. Uh, I'm a big fan of making sure that um, our professionals are well taken care of. So I've had this discussion with other promoters. I've had this discussion with our vice president and president of our federation. Uh, it is up to the promoter discretion uh, on how we order the event. Um, in years past, we've had shows where we have put the pros very end. Um, but we want feedback from them. What would you like to see? You know, you are our guys. You are our representatives, our ladies yep. who are phenomenal and the overwhelming um consensus was that they'd like to be prioritized and go first so um yeah. we are pros first thing in the morning our show starts at 9 30 a.m uh it's about a two-hour show for our four pro classes about a half hour per class a lot of stage time uh and then we do our awards there and then we start with our amateurs thereafter so okay. our amateurs not be able to compete against the pros that day um but you know again we'll get feedback from the attendees, the com uh, competitors, and if they want to switch that up, I'm more than happy to provide it. Yeah, yeah, definitely pros and cons to it, right? I think that was some of the comments at the show I was at too, was that like, uh, you know, it would have been a little bit more preferred to be on in the morning, and especially it was a very big show, so I don't think the pros got on till like 7 p.m., right? So that, that makes for a very long day. So very yeah. uh, rightfully with that opinion, right? I, I'm a fan too, you know, as a pro myself, you know, I'd rather yeah. uh, get it done with and uh, compete, eat some food, watch the rest of the show, support the amateurs. Uh, I'm a fan of that, but I could be biased because I get pretty hungry by the time it's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Let's, uh, is there anything else show wise you want to mention before we move on? Yeah, so we have a lot of great promoters um, coming out to support the show, and also um, we have a lot of participants that are coming in and supporting the show for sponsorship. So uh, we have Robert Ryan Sykes, who runs the Keto Brick Company, coming in, providing uh, that that formula, that company stuff uh, for a booth expo there. Uh, we have some local gyms coming in, supplement shops, clothing companies uh, coming in. Our goal is to try and get as many people who are involved in natural bodybuilding as possible. So anyone watching this, anyone wants to reach out who'd like to go to the show and participate, if they want to do a sponsorship, we do provide VIP tickets for our sponsors. So, you know, front uh, front row passes. Uh, they also will have advertisements on our media, our um poster design, our flyers, uh, they're really prioritized. So if anybody watching this would like to, you know, build it up with us, that'd be great. Sweet. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Definitely uh, check it out. Cause obviously uh, you being behind it, you're, you're passionate about the sport, you support the sport. So anybody that's going to get involved is going to get some good publicity and it sounds like yep. 
be involved with a pretty good show. Yes, yeah, we, we want to stock, uh, stock the goodie bags for all the competitors as yeah. well as possible. Make sure. sure they're taken. Uh, I think you and I both know if you've done a lot of shows, uh, every show can be a little different, but things you can get away from the show, from being taken care of, prioritized, well communicated with, um, you know, some freebies, goodies, and great awards. That's what we stand for. Yeah, yeah. What do you like to do for overall trophies and stuff like that? Do you get crazy with it or? Um, for our show down here, uh, we've always provided a, you know a pretty big sword uh, for the winners, you know, for yeah. girls. Um, I'm a fan of kind of having a tier structure of awards. So, uh, fourth and fifth place are medals uh, with the show logo on them. Uh, third place is a relief trophy from Niels Anderson. Uh, second and first are larger Niels Anderson sculptures. Um, all of our bikini and figure competitors get tiaras. Uh, all of our um, athletes who are winning overalls get swords here but we're thinking about doing um something a little more fun up there at the washington state natural since kevin and linda james have always been into kind of a dragon sub theme uh we're looking at getting like some dragon style swords that are really unique and cool for the, separate the show differences yeah uh, and then sure. we we do have a team award we have a transformation award uh and we have a most inspirational award for that show as well sweet yeah, that, yeah, that stuff really makes awards. a difference. Yeah, it really does. I think so. We we really like our coaches mm -hmm. and our, you know, decide to uh, make the commute to bring a bunch of athletes in. We want them recognized. And we kind of decide that based on both quantity of competitors and placings because sometimes we're pretty close. Uh, we want to make sure we're looking how did those athletes do and how many there were. Um, one thing that makes the Washington State National different as well is that they have a transformation award for uh, people who maybe aren't quite super competitive in the realms of trying to get a pro card, but they've made a huge change in their lifestyle. Maybe they lost like 70 pounds or 100 pounds. We do have categories for that. And we have a lot of participants every year. So we want to recognize those people are like, you know what, I'm not quite ready to try and compete for that pro card, but I'd like to be recognized for the endeavors this last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about this sport is it's you're, you're going to have people on stage from all different spectrums and coming from all different backgrounds, right? You're going to have those athletes that are up there in the first, second, third placings, but yes, maybe the person that comes sixth lost 60 pounds to get there. So Correct. that, that in itself is a totally different kind of win. Right. I, I totally agree. Uh, and sometimes you don't know it, you know, I stand next to somebody sure. who's down and uh, they've done it for two or three years to get there. You know, maybe you had 15 or 20 to go. Um, when you find that out, I mean, it's even more inspiring uh, that they've changed not only their physique, their life around uh, to yeah. get on that stage. Sometimes, yeah. at least uh, I would have never got in the shape I'm in or had a desire to do so if shows didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Were you, uh, were you always into training and stuff growing, like when you were younger? Were you always in sports and everything? Uh, my my sports were pretty alternative. Um, I think I was uh, uh, kind of bounced around high schools uh, where I didn't really get on, you know, varsity teams or anything, smaller high schools, rural ones. And uh, actually, I picked up playing footbag or hacky sack as my sport. And I, uh, I did that through the Marine Corps in my senior year in high school. And uh, so very foot-based because I did soccer in, like, middle school. And uh, then I competed at the uh, United States Championships and World Championships for that sport uh, after the yeah. Marine Corps. Yeah, and then I realized that I couldn't necessarily uh, do my leg days in the gym and that sport. I kind of had to pick my direction thereafter. Um, so that was the only sport I really was into at a higher level. Uh, but I always enjoyed instructing and helping others. Uh, I thought I was going to be a 
a physical education instructor for like high school. That was my original goal when I joined the Marine Corps. And I found out that, you know what, if I'm training my team or my squad uh, in the infantry, I enjoyed a smaller group setting more than a larger one. So yeah. I got into training and coaching small groups instead. You've perked my attention a little bit. What does hacky sack training look like? Can you, can you <laughs> talk about that a bit? Uh, sure. Um, so hacky sack is a brand name like uh, Kleenex and tissues, but the sport itself is footback. So um, that was one I learned when I was in high school. And uh, there's a trick based system. So let's say you uh, stall the bag and they lift it up. That's a one point or one ad, they call it. And every um, dexterity or trick you do on top of that is an additional ad. So if you, uh, let's say, raise the bag up and then it's called around the world, put your leg around and catch it again. That's a that's a two ad because you you did a, a move and a catch. So um, the skill set I got up to was a seven ad, which means that you could do, you know, multiple dexterity spins and ducks and then catch the bag again. Um, and that's what won me the best trick in the United States in 2008, um, because I was able to perform that on stage in, in Portland, Oregon. Um, and then I went to the world championships and I got completely destroyed. So, <laughs> so that was... Yeah, yeah, super crazy. Um, but that was my sport growing up. I loved it because it was uh, something you could do on your own. Uh, you just practiced a lot, trained a lot. And then uh, there's different forms of competition, uh, like best trick, best three tricks, best run, um, best 30 seconds, or just uh, best presentation and routine, which usually derived the, the best athlete for the, the shows. How did you like fall into that? Uh, I think because I wasn't doing any formal sports and I'm pretty competitive by nature. Um, and I was into soccer after middle school that um, it started with just like, you know, kicking the bag as many times as possible. And then uh, since this area was the starting point of foot bag um, in the oh, 19th okay. okay, there was you're, a- You're in the hub of it. We, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a, a DVD or maybe back then it was VHS video floating around and- um, my mom brought home, she was a teacher, and she said, hey, check out this cool video for Hacky Sack. And uh, it showed all the basic tricks. And I was like, this is crazy. So I learned every trick on there. And then I went to school and people were like blown away. And then that guy released another one, which was way more intense. And I was like, oh my gosh. So that's what I started following. And then I joined the Marine Corps. So um, kind of had to find balance there. But in the Marine Corps, there was really, really good players down in California. And uh, I got to play with them yeah. on the week. That's cool. <laughs> yeah 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 a little really different cool. alternative like i said what's like uh like what's competition like do you have like is it individual like you just go on do your presentation and then they judge it and then the next person goes or is it like 1v1 how's this all go down yeah yeah they have all those variations um there was one called contest where you got past the bag and then you had your best run possible but they tried to dictate what moves you did um where it was like, okay, you got to do a unique trick. I mean, you couldn't repeat a trick uh, twice or the run's over. So you have to use your brain a lot while doing it, like juggling, and but just with your feet. Uh, and that was one way of doing it. Another one was called the challenge round, where you did a move um, that they wrote on a big whiteboard. And then um, there'd be like 30 people, and everybody tried to do that move. And whoever dropped it was out. And then they just kind of one-up the move every round like to a more... Yeah, exactly. So that was another variation. Uh, and then there's just routine, which is like bodybuilding, very subjective. Like they kind of look at your song, if it's choreographed to the song, the difficulty of the tricks, the length of the run, how many times you've dropped the bag. Um, that would usually be the one that dictated the winner simply because uh, the best players in the world could do essentially anything choreographed to music. Well, shit. You, this yeah. is the coolest thing I've learned all day. What about you, Dan? 
Yeah, I, I, posted so. it. <laughs> I didn't know it was so organized. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I, I don't know these days. I, I've kind of fallen out of uh, the sport since I've gotten into bodybuilding. But um, Europe is still a pretty a prominent scene these days. Have you seen that? Uh, it's like Ninja Tag where they have the they have like a like an arena almost with just a bunch of monkey bars everywhere. And these these one versus one run around trying to play tag with each other. And oh, they're to like. Hardcore yeah. tag, maybe I think it's what it's called, but that that stuff's nuts. That is awesome. Yeah, I, I'm all about it. You know, anything cool like that has a lot of you know insight and viewership. And uh, hey, you know, if it gets up to like the Olympics yeah. or something, power to them. It reminds me how like stiff and immobile I am as a bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> Building life. So, where are you now in your training career? Uh, well, as a WMBF pro um, and a promoter, uh, my goal always is, you know, like you yourself, is try to exceed my previous best, you know, try to develop more lean tissue and slow and steady. Um, you know, I am looking to maybe compete this year. Uh, the difficulty is finding the balance between uh, promoting shows and competing. Um, we have... Uh, uh, Leo up in Canada, who I really look up to in this regard, because he's seemingly being able to promote a show and compete simultaneously. Uh, and this is a, something I want to learn because I put a lot of brain power and effort and time and sacrifice into putting the show on. Um, it's really important to me to make it seamless, smooth, um, well ran, and I want to be brain dead while doing that. So um, when I get really lean, I don't want to uh, kind of share my focus. And that's one thing this year will be interesting. So just uh, kind of dieting slowly, uh, maybe pick a show here and there uh, that I can balance with the show prep as well. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, uh, body weight wise, typically compete at? I competed last in 2021 at a few shows and I was 183 uh, upon waking for each of those shows. And I'm about five and a half. Uh, so I think my first show I ever competed in was like 171 in 2008. So I don't know, uh, 12 pounds of lean tissue over, I don't know, quite a few years. What was your height again? You, uh, five. That's jacked. <laughs> so. I'm so used to guys who weigh more than I, I do. Uh, it's the best I've done thus far, but uh, hopefully it can be like 184, 185 this year. That would be great. And I saw uh, some footage of you and Eddie. Yes. Yeah, we competed in 2021. It was just us two at Washington State Natural. And, uh, you know, that show for me, uh, I, I never got to win a class. I always got second at that show. <laughs> so And I was like, I'm going to do it this year. And then when I took it over, I'm like, well, now I can't compete at. So I got to I gotta keep that in the memory bank. That always second. <laughs> yeah, Eddie's a fantastic athlete. And I, I gave him a yeah. big shout that show because uh, without knowing that I was going to go up against him because I knew he was going to do it. Um, I don't know if I would have pushed as hard in the gym and uh, hats off to that guy. He is a, he is a testament to natural bodybuilding for youth and age. And, uh, he has such a long-term uh, mindset, very patient. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, as far as a competitor goes, do you have any uh, bucket list things left to do on the, the career list or is it just continue doing the thing or, or what, yeah. what's, what's that look like for you? Yeah, I'd like to win a pro show. Uh, I'd like to compete at Worlds one day. Uh, those are kind of the next things for stepping stones for natural bodybuilding. Um, uh, other than that, I, I can't really uh, think outside. That's kind of one thing at a time. I think my original goal was, you know, win a novice class, and I was win an open class, and I was win an overall, and I was win a pro card. 
So I've knocked out all those things. Uh, I, I did win a uh, NPC untested overall as well one year. Um, so that felt good. And that was kind of on the bucket list. Um, and then now it's okay. Let's win a WMBF pro show. Um, and then, you know, if I can do that, then I feel like I would want to do Worlds. But for me, I'm, I'm very uh, precise on one, one step at a time. For me, like Worlds is like, whew. That's that's the big time. Those are all pro winners. Uh, if you can't win a pro show, I, at least for me, uh, I don't think I'm ready to stand up there yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how uh, I think the longer you obviously the longer you do this, the more you compete, the more your mindset matures about that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's funny when even if I have clients and stuff like that, they're like, do you think I could turn pro? And it's like, man, you haven't competed yet or you haven't <laughs> won a class or won an overall like. There's exactly. a lot of prerequisites before that should even cross your mind, right? So exactly. it's uh, it's good to hear a competitor that's been around as long as you have kind of reiterate that. You know, you're still you're you're at, at a level in this sport, and you're still thinking worlds is so far away from where you are, right? That correct? Yes, I don't I don't want to spend the time, effort, money, and uh, you know, have that first time experience for me to not you know be competitive on that stage. Uh, and I think I. I I know which class I'd end up in for the weight class breaks because um, I don't think I'm ever going to get up to that uh, 198 or whatever it is for uh, that break and that cutoff. So, you know, being the middleweight class, if you were there last year, I was at WMDF Worlds, like um, fantastic physiques, uh, unbelievable, like shape, symmetry, conditioning, presentation, and, and they make them work. You know, that's one thing about the WMDF is you're not just walking on stage for a minute or two. You're, you're up there for 20, 30 minutes and, uh, you can't wear out, so you got to be conditioned, but you also got to be, you know, large and in charge enough to be known. Was it? Uh, it was Fabian the middleweight last year. Right, he looked incredible. Yeah, uh, he he was nuts. He was. Yeah, <laughs> I think pretty, uh, pretty clear cut. He'd be that number one guy, and then everybody was fighting for second. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's crazy that uh, there, there's just levels to it. You know, you just you see when you're starting out, you see the starting levels and then you work up and you see the middle ranks and then the upper tier. And then, you know, you see guys that are winning world titles and pro shows and you're like, Holy frig, this is just, it just goes on and on forever. <laughs> and that's, what's great. I think that allows us to kind of look at the long-term goal in the sport. And uh, obviously we have our, our genetic freaks and our outliers who show up and they're a few years in and it's like, you look like you've been out for 20 years. Like, yeah. um, and, and, you know, more power to those people. But for the majority of us, it's going to take, you know, some slow, steady gains and proper outlooks as, you know, stepping stones, one, one thing at a time. Um, I do think that, you know, our sport, unlike many, uh, we, we can do this for, like Jeff Albert's sake, 30 years and uh, yep. continue progressions um anybody's like you know his age in the 50s and the physique he has uh, yeah I, I, yeah I, and you can't really say that about a lot of sports yeah oh for sure sweet awesome man well i appreciate you coming on i'm glad we could finally yeah. set this up absolutely thank you guys i i hope we can you know either see you guys or give you a shout out uh the washington state national this year october uh 14th and that'll be in seattle washington five weeks prior to the Auburn Washington world championships, which will be a two day show this year, uh, the 19th and 20th amateurs on one day pros on the other. Uh, we'd love to have people come out and support the show. Lots of good natural bodybuilding happening this year in the Northwest. Uh, last thing is just, if you want to look at our Northwest show schedule, uh, I N B F Northwest.com. will have all the information you need. 
what's the Instagram handle as well? Uh, my Instagram handle is Genuine Fitness Training. But if you want to check out the show, uh, Washington State Natural would be the show IG. There you go, people. You heard it right there. If you guys want to get involved, you know where to find them. And thank you, man, for coming on. We really appreciate it. If you guys enjoyed this episode with Aaron, let us know. And we'll get him on for episode two in the future. Thank you guys for watching. And we'll see you guys in the next one.